This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everybody and we welcome you to another episode of if you don't like that brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento locally owned for over 20 years new works has a fix for you for your plumbing needs and repairs just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com and if you have an emergency in the middle of the night no problem new works will be there with their 24 7 service new works plumbing they've got a fix for you All Lives Matter, every single one is back in the news after the judge presiding over my case allowed the case to continue. And there were subsequent stories written about the judge's decision and about me, including yesterday in the Sacramento Bee by Marcos Breton. Now, let me give you a little background, first of all, between Marcos and myself, because I have known him for, uh, boy, a long time. I don't know exactly what was the first time Uh, I met Marcos, but I have a lot of respect for him. I know he has a lot of respect for me. And I say that because uh, he and I have not always been on the same page. Uh, There were times when I was critical of his columns because I did not agree with what he wrote. And there were times when uh, he was not afraid to criticize me for something that I said on the radio. And I've always respected him regardless of whether I've agreed what he has written or not. Uh, I never got personal with him. Uh, I got to know him on a personal level. Uh, He's a great guy. And again, I have the utmost respect for him. And I would think that he would say the same thing, you know, about me, even though we did butt heads uh, more than once. I can promise you that we definitely butted heads more than once. Uh, But the point I'm trying to make here is that uh, I appreciate uh, the column that he wrote yesterday in the Sacramento Bee. And I appreciate it on a couple of different levels. First of all, You know, I appreciate that he's not afraid to say, okay, wait a minute. You know what? This cannot go away. All right. And the headline was the way Grant Napier's career was canceled in Sacramento still stinks years later. And then it's an opinion piece. And he starts off by saying roughly 18 months after it was filed, the lawsuit brought by former broadcaster Grant Napier against the parent company of the King's flagship radio station is all that remains from what was an enduring career in Sacramento that ended in the worst possible way. The lawsuit is a sad waste of human emotions and avoidable conflict that resulted in litigation because litigation 
is what happens when people get canceled. Last week, a federal judge ruled that Napier's case could proceed on the grounds of retaliation. So if you did not see the story, I invite you to go to yesterday's Sacramento Bee and you can read it. Did I agree with everything that Marcos wrote in his column? No, I did not. Did I agree with many things that he wrote in the column? Yes, I did. So what did I have a problem with? The problem that I have and I continue to have, and I've talked about this on many, many podcasts and on rants and things of that nature, is that our country is stuck in quicksand with the debate over all lives matter. And in my case, I didn't just put on social media, all lives matter. I put in social media, all lives matter, every single one. To me, there is no gray area there. There's no gray area at all. All lives matter to me is self-explanatory. But if you put every single one, then that means everyone. What do you think would have happened if I had put on social media, all lives matter, every single one, and yes, that includes the lives of black people. Would have that put me in the clear? Did I have to specify that? Doesn't all specify? specify? I mean, all is really not a word that has gray area. Every single one. Is there any gray area there? But what bothers me is the reaction that I continue to receive by some as it relates to my tweet of all lives matter, every single one. What do I mean by that? There are those that have come out and supported me. I have many of those that continue to support me, and I'm grateful for that. And I have people that don't like me, and a lot of the messages are because I was crass on my radio show, and for that reason, I'm a bad person, and so I get criticized for saying all lives matter every single one and subsequent got fired by Bonneville International, and there are those that because they didn't like me, because I could be abrasive on the air, they feel, gee, okay, Grant's just an idiot. He's a bad guy, so he deserved to get fired. Kevin Euclid, I keep going back to this tweet from the summer of 2020 because it's probably one of the best things that I've ever seen on social media. The mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating, and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and unhealthy for our society. We all need to be better so the next generation is healthier and happier. That first line is a grand slam home run by Uke. The mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. Boy, isn't that the truth. That is spot on. And the reason why I'm talking about this is I know the truth. I know what happened on May 31st of 2020. I know what my thought process was, okay? I remember it. I know exactly what I was thinking when I responded to the tweet and put all lives matter every single one. I've explained that at nauseum, okay? And yet, there are those 
that three years later still want me gone because they don't like me. Many of these people have never met me. So the fact that they don't like me, I've always been puzzled by that. Listen, in a perfect world, you would like everyone to like you, but we don't live in a perfect world. And when you get into this business, Marcos would tell you this, when he writes a column that's controversial, he gets attacked. I mean, he gets it. I get it. You know, you got to have thick skin in this business. You can't be on the radio every day for four hours. You can't be the TV voice of a professional sports team for 32 years. You can't go on a national radio show that I hosted not only for Jim Rome, but at ESPN Radio in the late 90s, three weekends every month. You can't go on those type of programs. You can't go on the radio for four hours every day and not have critics. And if you don't, then no one knows about you because you're a vanilla cupcake host and you won't make it for very long. I'm very proud of the longevity that I had at the radio station in Sacramento. Uh, Not to brag, but I produced the most revenue for the station of any day part, period. Okay? I know that I was good for the station because they kept on giving me new contracts whenever mine was up. Not to brag, but I was the highest paid employee at the radio station among on-air talent. And quite frankly, it wasn't close. And they didn't just give me money because they liked me. They gave me money because I produced, because I moved the needle, and I generated revenue for the company, whether it was Bonneville International or CBS Sports Radio before that or the other owners prior to that. Okay, it's not bragging. It's just a fact. You're not going to stay on the air for 26 years in the same market if you don't move the needle. And I moved the needle, and I produced a lot of revenue for the various companies. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud of that. But what has bothered me are the people, not just about me, but the Tom Brennamans of the world, the Glenn Kuypers of the world, that think they're an expert on everything because they can go to their phone and type in a couple of words, and all of a sudden, they have a voice and they have an opinion. So my tweet, All Lives Matter, every single one, has garnered a lot of debate and a lot of conversation. But you know what I rarely see on these comments, particularly those that want to criticize me? I don't read or hear how they feel about the phrase, all lives matter. They don't even talk about that. They just say, oh, you know, Grant was mean on the radio to his callers and he was vile and he used to hang up on people and I don't like him. You know, he was abrasive on the air, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, I I don't know how they know all those things that they weren't listening to me. So if they really didn't like me, why were they listening to me every day? Well, you know that, you know why, and I know why, okay? I don't really care whether people like me or not when I'm working in this medium. I care whether they're listening or not. That's what's important. Okay, because I can't move the needle and I can't produce revenue. I can't gain new sponsors if I'm not moving the needle. So that's never really bothered me. But what bothers me are the people that want to attack and yet they don't address the subject at hand. I will tell you this. When I left Sacramento in September of 2020 to move to South Florida, nobody knew me. Nobody came up to me and said, oh, Grant Napier, you know, nobody. And it was great. And I met a lot of people, and I've been very open about this. 
You know, I've been very open about this. Most of my friends in South Florida are people of color, black, African-American, people from the Caribbean islands, Panama. I mean, I can go on and on. All right. And I've all, we've all sat around and had conversations on just about every single topic that you can think of. And when there have been conversations that have gone way into the morning. All right. And I will tell you that among my friends of color, only one, one took exception to my tweet of all lives matter. One. And you know that when I travel and I talk to people and I always talk to people, whether I'm waiting for a flight at the airport or I'm at a restaurant, whatever the case may be, I'm always talking to people. And what happens when you talk to somebody and after a couple of minutes, once you ask where they're from, if you're in a foreign country and they go, oh, what do you do there? And I go, well, you know, it's a, it's a long story, but here's what happened. They look at me in shock. They're like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, nope. They go, you lost your job because of that? Seriously? And I'm like, yep. They're met with like, you, you, you can't be serious. And I have come across people that already know my story. I think I shared this with you. I had a friend that was in Dubai on a business trip and they were talking about Black Lives Matter and he mentioned that, oh, I've got a friend from the States who lost his job because he said all lives matter. And one of the guys in Dubai said, oh, is that the basketball announcer? And he goes, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, we've talked about him before. I'm like, wow, that's halfway around the world. And I'm thinking, gee, how many other people know about what happened to me? But we'll leave that for another day. All lives matter, every single one, for the majority, I would put my life on it, don't have any problem with that. They understand what it means, okay? I've told you about an individual that I started following on Twitter a little more than a year ago. His name is Zuby. And I find Zuby to be a fascinating individual. I started following him on social media, again, a little bit more than a year ago. Somebody brought his work to my attention. He's got well over a million followers on uh, X, formerly Twitter. Uh, He's under the handle of at Zuby Music, Z-U-B-Y. I'd never heard of him before. And I started following him. I'm like, wow. This guy makes so much sense. He wrote, Black Lives Matter because all lives matter. White Lives Matter because all lives matter. All lives couldn't matter if black or white lives didn't matter, in parentheses, or any others. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. He preceded that by saying black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter. These phrases essentially mean the same thing if interpreted literally. All are self-evidently and uncontroversially true. The fact people fight or get upset by this shows how emotionally incontinent our society is. Bingo with a capital B. Right? I mean, can you say it any better than that? Again, black lives matter because all lives matter. White lives matter 
because all lives matter. All lives couldn't matter if black or white lives didn't matter. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we all already agree on. Do you know that with all of the people that I've talked to in the last three years about my situation, I have only come across two. One African-American and one a 33-year-old Caucasian from the United States. Both had a problem with me saying all lives matter and thought it was wrong. Nobody else. Nobody else. Different generations, different ethnicities, different countries, people that have no idea what really is going on in the United States when it comes to race relations and racism and things of that magnitude. Don't know anything about it. When I explain to them, they are looking at me in bewilderment. They can't believe it. Now, this isn't, gee, I feel sorry for Grant. No, you know who I feel sorry for? I feel sorry for the people that get on social media who continue to spew their venom, but don't give you an opinion on anything. They go, gee, I don't like him because he was mean on the radio, so he deserves to get fired and F him. Okay, fine, F me. How do you feel about the phrase, all lives matter? Every single one. Do you want to answer that question? No, they don't want to answer that question. Then if they do answer that question, and you're lucky enough to have a real conversation with them, where you can get on social media and go back and forth, or they can call you and they can speak to you on your live platforms, and you have a debate, and then you ask them, okay, you know what? You're very critical. You're throwing a lot of darts. You're putting a lot of knives in people. What have you done to make your community better? Most of the folks don't have an answer. You know why? Because they don't do anything to make their community better. They don't help out the homeless. They don't volunteer at the church. They don't do anything. They just bitch and complain and pick on others because they're perfect. And I've always talked about this. I'm still waiting to meet that perfect person or people that I read and follow and see on social media because I want to meet them and take them out to dinner and spend hours and hours about what the secret is to being perfect. All right? I really want to meet them. I really want to meet them. So as we sit here in August of 2023, I think it is beyond sad that in the United States of America, there are still people that are trying to analyze what all lives matter, every single one really means. Marcos went over this in his column. It's very, very specific. And here's something else that I don't understand. Mark Jones, the current TV announcer for the Kings, comes up in a lot of my tweets. Mark Jones has absolutely nothing to do with what happened to me in June of 2020. Nothing. He has nothing to do with that. Mark Jones's story comes in after that. Okay? It has nothing to do with me saying all lives matter every single one on Twitter. Nothing. Nothing. And yet, I keep reading his name in so many responses to what happened to me. It's irrelevant. Okay? Leave his name out of what happened to me. He has nothing to do with it. Now, if you want to bring him up 
as the definition of a double standard and hypocrisy in our country, then yes, that is very appropriate. But don't do it as it pertains to my all lives matter, every single one comment, okay? Because he's got nothing to do with that. If you want to attack him, and rightfully so, and I think he should be, for his reckless, careless, egregious use of social media, then go for it. That's fair game. There have been many that have pointed out the hypocrisy to one individual, in this case, Grant Napier, losing his career over something as simple as all lives matter, every single one, but another individual who happens to be black, who works for ESPN and the Sacramento Kings, can continually make egregious, eyebrow-raising tweets, mocking so many individuals where he actually comes across as racist. All right? That is fair game. Okay? The double standard and the hypocrisy. But in terms of all lives matter, every single one and what happened to me, it's not relevant there. The point is, don't bring his name into what happened to me. If you want to bring his name up in a separate story or a message and talk about the disparity, and wait a minute, why is it that one guy lost his career over something that is factual, all lives matter, every single one, where let's just call it the way it is, the majority of people in the country agree with, okay? And yet this individual can continue to be reckless, careless. You could even go with racist, like others have called him. Why is it that that individual gets a free pass? Just because of his ethnicity? Really, that's the country we're living in today? Well, I think you know the answer to that question. So I wanted to point that out, all right? Do I have a problem with Mark Jones' use of social media? Yeah, I do. I think it's egregious. I think it's example A of the double standards and the hypocrisy that goes on in this country. Now, there are many, many other examples that I can use All right, because here's the reality of where we're at now in 2023. And this is really not an opinion. I think it's fact. If you are white and you now criticize a black athlete, any person in the media who happens to be black can use the race card and you are defenseless. You're defenseless, period. You're defenseless. All right. If I criticize a black athlete, and somebody wants to use the race card on me, I'm the one that gets labeled. It's almost the way it is now as it relates to accusations of sexual misconduct. Just go ask the punter that was released from the Buffalo Bills last year, right? Charges that were completely false, and yet he had his career completely turned upside down and labeled. Right? I mean, we can go on and on. There are many examples of this. Many examples. But in America, if you are white and you want to criticize a black athlete, that should be fine. But unfortunately, it can be turned around and thrown right in your face 
because all it takes is a Stephen A. Smith or a Kendrick Perkins or somebody else to make claims of racism, a racist comment, and then all of a sudden people look at you, label you, stereotype you, and then all of a sudden you're racist. Doesn't matter what the individual's background is. Doesn't matter what they've practiced their whole life. Doesn't matter what their religion is. Doesn't matter what, you know, you believe in. None of that matters. None of that matters. That's the society that we're living today. And most of it is because of social media. I don't think social media is the real world. Not in my experience of traveling around the globe and talking to people. But I do believe Kevin Euclid when he says the mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and healthy, unhealthy for our society. You know what I find? I find that when I talk with people that don't look like me, don't sound like me, or a different generation, that we have a lot in common. I don't sit at these long dialogues that I have with a lot of my friends and say, gee, you know what? Our country is so screwed up and this conversation is so messed up because of social media. No, it's just the opposite. We talk. We have constructive dialogue. We disagree with one another, but we listen to one another. Maybe we change our point of view on certain topics because we have been educated in listening to a person that's had a different background, so on and so forth. Like this social media that Kevin Euclid is talking about, I see it every day. I read it every day. And I believe it's the biggest issue facing our country right now. And unfortunately, it's here to stay. I think it's just been poison for this country. Am I on social media? Yes, I am. You might say, well, gee, you're being hypocritical by calling out social media and being on it. Well, you know, unfortunately, I have a job that needs social media to promote my work. I have 47,000 followers on X. I promote my shows. I promote what I'm doing. It's important to me. I don't really put much else out on social media, but I do promote my work. So I need it to promote my work. I will promise you one thing. The day that I retire, the day that I am done with whatever I'm doing at that particular point in time, the first thing I will do is I will be getting off social media. I will delete every single account that I have. That means goodbye to Facebook. That means goodbye to Instagram. And that means goodbye to X. I'm done. I'm off. No more. Because I think it is such a sad state of affairs. The people that continue to go on social media that act perfect. But as I said, I don't find that to be the real world. Not with all the people that I've met. Not with all the different backgrounds. Not with their beliefs. Nope. Nope. I find that people generally are helping out one another. That people have a lot in common. And that people have no issues in helping out the less fortunate. They don't have a problem walking an elderly person across the street or helping them out to the car or the bus or what have you with their groceries or whatever the case may be. That's what I find. That's the world I experience when I talk to people, not the world of social media. But as it pertains to what's gone on with me and I read some of the social media comments, I kind of chuckle to myself 
because I feel bad for a lot of these people because I do know the truth. I used to say this all the time when I worked in Sacramento and I would make a comment about the Kings that was unpopular or I got criticized for and I would sit back and I would laugh when I would read the comments coming in on my text line or on my Twitter account because I knew the truth. I knew exactly what was going on. All right? I knew it. Same thing when the Kings were staying or they moving. I've been very open about this. Nobody in Sacramento knew more than myself and Carmichael Dave, period. Nobody. Other than the mayor, Kevin Johnson, and the Maloofs, and David Stern. That's it. And Canal Merchant, and those right in the mayor's circle. Carmichael Dave and I knew every single thing that was going on around the clock, always. And so when I went on the air and used to talk about things, if people disagreed or they wanted to, you know, rip me on social media, I used to sit back and go, boy, what a shame, because they have no idea what they're talking about. So if you want to criticize me because you didn't like me for my radio show, go right ahead, criticize me, and you should have just stopped listening to my show. It's very easy to do, right? It's very easy. I do it all the time. But how do you feel about the phrase, all lives matter? How do you feel about the six words, all lives matter, every single one? Do you not agree with that? Do you not agree with that? If you don't agree with that, I actually feel sorry for you. And I mean that. Again, Zuby said it as well as anyone could say it. Period. Right? Black lives matter because all lives matter. White lives matter because all lives matter. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. There are those that do not want to let this go. You might say, well, gee, you're one of them. You're suing the company. Yeah, I'm suing the company because what they did to me was wrong. Okay, that, that, that is what I'm doing. They railroaded my career. So yes, I am taking action over being fired by a company that's based out of Salt Lake City that used me as a pawn, as a scapegoat to show, hey, Black Lives Matter. Look, we just fired a guy that said all lives matter. And yet if you Google... Bonneville International Leadership, you won't find anyone on that leadership page who's not a white male or a white female. But yet, Grant Napier's got to go because he put on Twitter, all lives matter, every single one. Yep, he's got to go because we need to show black lives matter. Hey, we just fired a guy that went against you. I never went against black lives matter. Not once. Not once in my entire life. Not one single instance, period. End of story. And I can't wait until my case is decided in a court of law and hopefully with a jury trial. The judge, by the way, has sent us our schedule as it relates to a trial. And I'm very happy that I now have a date that I can look forward to, put on my calendar and circle that one way or another, we'll know. Okay? The jury trial is now November of 2024. Now, there are a lot of things that will go on between now and then, but I do have a date now 
that was set by the district judge of November of 2024. And then after that, hoping that I prevail, but regardless of the outcome of my court case, I'm putting this to bed, right? I'll write a book, but then I'm done. If it, I, I'm so tired of the nonsense. There's no common sense in America anymore. There just isn't. You know, we got so many perfect people and so many experts that want to take the meaning of words and change them around to fit their own narrative. That's right. It's all about your agenda, your narrative. Let's take what an individual said. Let's turn it around to fit how we feel. Make that individual look bad. Cancel that individual. And no problem. We move on. Sad. But that's America right now in 2023. Sad. And... I don't know what the answer is, but when I get to the finish line here of this case, and again, hopefully have a book that comes out shortly thereafter, no more, no more, because I'm tired of dealing with such basic stuff as Zuby points out. It is so tiring. It is so unnecessary. I mean, it really is. Remember this if you don't remember anything else from this podcast. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. That's perfect with a capital P. Let's now get to our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. That's CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll be able to respond during my next podcast. All right, let's get the questions going. First one is from Chase. What's your take on Sean Payton's comments about NFL players gambling? Well, Payton said, quote, you can't bet on NFL football ever, ever, ever. I don't give a blank what it is. How can you argue with that, Chase? I mean, everyone knows it. Don't bet on football. Simple. No gray area there. Chase. It's like all lives matter, every single one. There's no gray area. Do not gamble on football if you're in the National Football League. Period. Blake wants to know, do I have any thoughts on Bronny's cardiac arrest? Well, my thoughts are I'm glad that he's okay. I mean, I have the same thoughts as the vast majority of people that have a brain in their head. You hate to see that happen to anyone. So, Let's hope that he'll be able to live a long, healthy life. Just like, you know, seeing DeMar Hamlin back on the field in uniform for the Bills. Phenomenal. Great story. David wants to know, can you explain the recent updates to your lawsuit? Well, David, I kind of went over this a little bit in today's podcast, but the updates are that it is moving forward. We're going into the next stage of uh, my lawsuit, and when there are any pertinent pertinent updates i will pass them along but it's a full steam ahead right now jerry wants to know what if i had traded max scherzer yeah if my team's not doing very well and not going anywhere yeah go get assets mike asks have i heard none of lebron's i promise school eighth graders have passed the state math test in three years i have read about that i don't really have a comment because i'm not educated enough to make a comment on what's going on at lebron's i promise school all right. I don't know how that compares to other eighth graders in other junior high schools in the state of Ohio. So I would have to do some research on it before I criticize his school. All right. 
I mean, it doesn't look good, doesn't sound good, but I would need to do a little bit more studying on that before I really weigh in. I'm not really qualified to answer that question. Cameron wants to know, would Dalvin Cook make the Jets contenders? Cameron, Dalvin Cook's facing some pretty serious allegations first and foremost, so I think we need to wait and get through that. Ian wants to know, how likely is it that Tyreek Hill gets suspended? Mm, I'm not so sure based on what I'm hearing if he will get suspended. Time will tell. All right. I mean, I think Alvin Kamara is clearly going to be suspended, but I'm not so sure about Hill yet. Jay wants to know, could the Blazers be stalling trading Lillard? Well, they're just waiting to get the right deal, Jay, and that has not happened yet. Sean asks, how do I think Josh Jacobs holdout will play? Well, I I don't see how he can pass up that money, Sean. I mean, I got to believe that he's going to be on the field week one because he needs the money. And when I say he needs the money, I'm not aware of his financial portfolio. I just, I'm using common sense here. You know, running backs have a, a small shell life. He's going to give up over $10 million? I mean, really? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. Rich wants to know, do I think the Lions will be a playoff team this season? Rich, I think they're borderline. I think they're right on the cusp. And it goes right on the shoulders of Jared Goff. Rich, borderline. Donovan wants to know, am I surprised that Jalen Brown got such a large extension? You know, when he was voted second All-NBA team, that opened up the path for him to get a super max deal, and that's what he got. It's a ton of money, highest paid player in the NBA. I can't say I'm surprised, but I don't think it's right. I don't have a problem with him getting the dough, but I think the NBA's got a system that needs to be examined. Uh, I don't think it's very good. Again, CrowdUltra.com. Send me your questions. It's time for Rant. 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 And today's rant is brought to you by Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. That is going to be opening very soon. Look for the grand opening notices. It is a phenomenal venue. I had a tour on it a little more than a month ago from Brian. It is Bennett's Westside Grill at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. It is going to be a phenomenal location. To look at the menu and all the other information, just go to Bennett's restaurants.com that's bennett's restaurants.com so espn fires jeff van gundy a month ago and then it was announced yesterday that mark jackson is also out and rumored to be coming in doc rivers and doris burke i got a couple of questions here there was a report that espn in one of their decisions was they're leery about Van Gundy getting back into coaching. Well, that's nonsense. Everyone knows Doc wants to get back into coaching, and he's going to be the guy next to Mike Breen. The other aspect I have of this is, why do you need a three-person booth, right? It's basketball. Doc Rivers and Mike Breen could do an excellent job. Doris Burke and Mike Breen could do an excellent job. All right, if you put a third person in there with either Doc or Doris, then that means they have less time to come across with their expertise. Now, I know Breen, Va- excuse me, Breen, Van Gundy, and Jackson made it work. I get that, but that's an exception, all right? I don't like a three-person booth when it comes to basketball, but when's the last time you looked at ESPN and go, boy, they really know what they're doing over there? Not me. I can tell you that. Not me. Folks, that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous day. And thank you so much for checking out If You Don't Like That. And be sure and join me a little bit later, Tuesday evening, coming your way, 7 o'clock over on my YouTube channel, If You Don't Like That, an open forum Q&A. So long, everybody.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.